This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. This is Reception Perception, the show. James Cole and Matt Harmon. I want to switch to Philadelphia here and talk about Devontae Smith. I feel like we had this exact opposite conversation after week two uh, for A.J. Brown, right? But are you surprised that Devontae Smith, I guess, it's, I think it's a slight over-exaggeration to say he's not getting more work because he still is, you know, when you talk about target share and all those things, he's still seeing the ball. It's not like he's, they're not throwing it to him. Um, but I wonder here, is Devontae Smith compared to A.J. Brown, is it a similar situation to what we have in Miami where Jalen Waddle is a great player, good player, but you just can't compare Jalen Waddle to Tyreek Hill. Is that a fair comparison to what we got in Philadelphia when we compare Devontae Smith to A.J. Brown? Or is it just, again, the, 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 the shifting of the tides and, you know, hey, Devontae Smith is going to outperform A.J. Brown every now and again. Where are we in regards to, um, you know, the, the, the talent dynamic between Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown? Okay, so when we look at these two duos and I'm glad you brought this up specifically because I said this a lot in the off season that there was kind of a narrative that, you know, um, there was a group of one B receivers, you know, uh, like Devonta Smith, Jalen Waddle and T Higgins. Uh, obviously they have counterparts in AJ Brown, uh, in, in Tyree kill and Jamar mm-hmm. chase. Now I think that those guys are all, really number two receivers. Like I think T Higgins is a two. I think Jalen Waddle's a two. Devonta Smith though is the one that I rank highest of those three guys. Like I mm-hmm. think there is the, the gap is smallest between Devonta Smith and AJ Brown, but there is still a gap. And this is something that I pushed back on in the off season. Like, Oh, there, could Devonta Smith be better than AJ Brown? I'm like, no, like maybe someday, <laughs> but Probably not because I think AJ Brown is like the fifth best receiver in football. Like I think he is a legit elite guy. Uh, He's either five or six, depending. I think if you go back and listen to our top five or top 10 receiver episode, I think I had him at either six or five. Um, Regardless, he's a stud. He's an elite player. Uh, And I think Devonta Smith can get there someday, but there would have to be some sort of drop off from AJ Brown. And, and like, we, that's not happening. He's in the prime of his career. Yeah. Uh, so I say all that to say that, yeah, to me, there is still a gap between Devonta Smith and AJ Brown. It's no slight to Devonta Smith, who is a great player. And I think is mm-hmm. probably like a top 15 receiver in the NFL. Um, like I think he could be a true one. I don't know that Jalen Waddle or T Higgins would be a true one. I think, that Devonta Smith could be a true one for some team. Like I think he's the best of those three, but there's still a gap between being a, a true one, like a top 20, top 15 receiver and being one of the elites in the NFL, which is where AJ Brown is at this point. And there's no reason to, to, to think otherwise. That being said, okay. The, the production gap stuff, you're right. It does so perfectly mirror what we were dealing with when we talked about AJ Brown and the sideline blow up and the, <laughs> you know, all those losers uh-huh. that want to emphasize that first uh-huh. two weeks of the season, 
Seven catches, 47 yards, and a touchdown for Devonta Smith in week one. Four catches, 131, and a touchdown in week two for Devonta Smith. Meanwhile, A.J. Brown, seven for 79, four for 29. Really nothing worth freaking out when your top receiver catches seven balls for 79 yards, but people did it anyways because they're spoiled in fantasy football and uh-huh. they want to cry about something. <laughs> now, the, now the last, now literally the last two weeks. They want to cry about something. Yeah, they want to okay. cry about something. So now the last three weeks, we know AJ Brown has gone off for nine, one hundred thirty-one, nine seventy-five, two, six, one twenty-seven uh, against the Rams last week. Just absolutely beasting. The guy yeah. is a total, total superstar. Um, he was Brandon Ayuk before Brandon Ayuk was, uh, you know, the guy that I was like, no, this is a top 10 real life, top five real life receiver. You just don't know it. in The Titans offense, cause they don't throw it enough. You know, he's top five in success rate first man impressed every single year. That was AJ Brown. But everybody knows now how good AJ Brown is. Right. Meanwhile, you flip it to Devonta Smith four for 29, seven for 78. And obviously has one catch for six yards against the Rams. Now people are really freaking out, but What's the difference between those two comparisons, really? Obviously, you know, A.J. Brown's just going nuke, but it'll flip back to Devonta Smith at some point. Like, give me a break. Yeah. yeah. I, well, and, and again, I, you know, that's why we have these conversations, because, you know, sometimes sometimes these are more long-term trends like it is with Waddle versus Tyreek, and maybe other times in this Philadelphia example, maybe that's not the case, man. Um, yeah, I would. I listen. think we with the Eagles right now are just not firing on all cylinders. And no. I, you know, you could – throw a lot of different reasons out. They're running the ball extremely well, mm-hmm. but their drop back game has been a little hit and miss. Um, you know, I, you, I think last week was Jalen Hurts probably his best game of the season against the Rams. Uh, but, you know, they're breaking in a new coordinator. They're breaking in a new play caller and Brian Johnson there who knows Jalen Hurts for a long time, but, you know, still a new guy, at the office coordinator position. Um, you know, they're, there was a freak out about Dallas Goddard, you know, for a while. And he obviously went off in week, uh, in week five. So right. this stuff come, it, what goes around comes around in these past games and, and stuff like that. Um, you know, altogether, I'm not concerned about it, but there, you know, Jalen hurts. I don't think has played his best ball just yet. I don't think that Brian Johnson's fully integrated himself into the offense, but it'll happen at some point. Hey everyone, this is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment, for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball's been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. I, I do find this surprising, though, that in 2022, he uh, Jalen Hurts, we're talking about here, had 11 carries um, per game, right? Rushing attempts per game, 11 uh, rushing attempts per game in 2022. In 2023, 11 rushing attempts per game. And the reason I found that surprising, though, mm-hmm. is because it just seemed like he was so much more dynamic, so much more effective uh, with his rushing game last year as opposed to this year. It, it, it bears itself out in terms of the yards per carry, 4.6 yards per carry uh, in 2022 and 3.7 yards per carry in 2023. A lot of that, I think, has to do with you know the, the, the quarterback sneaks, which they seem to be running like every drive for some reason. 
Um, oh, I, but, honestly, do you think they're kind of trolling with the tush push now at this point? I mean, number one, it's no, so automatic. What? It's just so automatic, dude. I don't think they're trolling. I just think they're like, yeah, who cares? Like, why even think about it? Why get cute? That's what I love. I, th- what I like about Philadelphia, they don't try to get cute with you, man. They, they really yeah. don't. They're like, this is working. We're just going to hammer you. You know, oh, the run game's working. Guess what? You're going to get the run game. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, AJ Brown's beating you up. Yeah, we're just going to keep doing that. We're just going to keep throwing to him. You know, uh, you better adjust because if you don't, we're just going to keep like, that's what I really like about Philadelphia, man. It's like, they don't get cute. You know, there's not, there's not a lot of smoke and mirrors because they just got the dudes. It's like, yeah. not like Kansas city where they got to use smoke and mirrors. They got they have no talent in the, in the wide receiver room. So they got to like mask it with all these personnel changes and movement. All. Philadelphia is like, yo, we just got the dudes. So go ahead, try to beat us, but you can't. <laughs> that's why they're on. That's why, that's why Matt, we're like talking about like, oh, yo, their drop back game is not as, you know, as explosive as they're undefeated, man. Yeah, they're undefeated. I, that, yeah. You know, it's crazy, right? They're not even playing at we and everyone in the in the NFL knows this. They're not playing at 100 percent capacity and they're undefeated. They just have you know bad playing. dudes. You know what I'm saying? They just got bad boys littered on that football field. That's why they're winning games. And you know what? They don't mess around. They don't mess around. That's what I love about Philadelphia right now. Not trying to get too cute, uh, which is good to see. All right, I someday, go for- James. Yeah, someday, just last thing we can move on. Someday, I'm telling you, they're going to line up in that tush push thing, and they're going to have like AJ Brown behind Jalen Hurts, and they're going to like leak him out Flip for it. like a yeah. They're going to like <laughs> they're going to leak him out into the flat, and he's going to get like a 60 yard touchdown on it. Mark my words, it's going totally to agree at some point. Totally agree, and or you know, or even like a little tight end leak. Right, like Dallas Goddard faking the faking the thing, and then just shooting out on a seam and just hitting him over the top. Forget about it, right? Like, yeah, no, you're right. It, it's it's gonna happen because people are just. I mean, defenses have to be so conditioned to it now, man. But you're right. Uh, probably gonna happen. And and you know what? You know what? No one Philadelphia. They're probably gonna wait to the playoffs to break oh, yeah. out. Yep. You know. That is such a good call. (laughs) Fast forward to the Eagles Niners NFC championship game. 100%. They're doing it. Listeners, remember this. That is happening. That is happening at some point in the playoffs. Yeah. uh, That's when they'll pitch that heat. Oh, man. I love it. Um, All right. I'm here for that. 100%. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company. 